Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Across the Pond podcast. Today we are joined by AJ Forbes. AJ is an offensive guard out of Nebraska. He's currently at the University of Montana. Uh, and today we're going to be talking to him a bit about his life, about football, and about how he sort of got into everything. He was a walk-on at Nebraska. He's now transferred to Montana, and his answers are amazing. I, I, I really enjoyed the interview with him. We had some uh, fun questions at the end, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, and if you did, tell tell a friend um, and go follow me on Instagram at across the underscore pond. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I really did. So without further ado, let's just get straight into the interview with AJ Forbes. Hello and welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. I'm joined by AJ Forbes. AJ is a guard. Uh, he is currently going to Montana State, the Grizzlies, uh, and he's just been transferred from the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, AJ, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing good. It's actually the, the, the University of Montana, not Montana State. Oh, Mon- ah, there we are. There we are. Learning things every day. So the University of Montana, okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you've been, you've just transferred to the University of Montana um, mm-hmm. from Nebraska. You know, uh, how has it, how's it all been? You know, uh, how you, how you found it so far? I mean, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big move, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the whole process to kind of get here was, uh, it was, it was a bit rough. Uh, I would, you know, I wouldn't say rough. It was just, stri- it was, it was strenuous. Um, uh, when I, when I made the decision to, to enter the transfer portal, uh, while I was at the University of Nebraska, pretty much right away, I was getting uh, I was getting calls and texts from uh, schools all over the country. Uh, I was on the phone probably, you know, no lie, from like nine a.m. to to ten p.m. You know, it was it was pretty ridiculous. I was in the transfer portal for I think it was like like two weeks, something like that. Um, the University of Montana called. Uh, Within the last few days, I was in the transfer portal, uh, connected really well with uh, with the coaching staff that was that had been talking to me. Um, I had some background on the University of Montana prior to them uh, reaching out to me, so I knew kind of how how good that program has been uh, in the past, and and they're uh, now we're trying to to get back to uh, uh, competing for a national championship. But um, man, I, I love it here. It's it's uh, it's about everything that I've that I've expected it to be. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. You know, being a being a kid from Nebraska, where you know stereotypical cornfields and and whatnot. But uh, uh, being here, you know, I wake up every morning and I see mountains. Uh, I take I take walks in the, in valleys. You know, right next to rivers and mountains, and uh, I'm getting along with with my teammates now uh really well uh man i'm just i'm loving it here so um obviously you transferred from nebraska all right mm-hmm. so completely you said completely different cornfields one place the next is the mountains <laughs> um so before we get on to a bit about football i i want to ask you one more thing first and then we'll move on okay. to a different subject really quick um but you said you was getting a few calls and you was on the phone from was it 9 a.m to 5 a.m you said it was like it was like 9 a.m to, to 10 p.m Nine a.m. to ten p.m. Non-stop, a non-stop phone call. So, what sort of who who was ringing you? What what positions were they in the team? And what sort of teams are reaching out to you? If you're if you're able to disclose that, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I think I ended up with, I think it was, I think it, it was like 15 offers, something like that. Uh, all from, uh, from FCS schools, you know, division one, double a schools, uh, with, the, with the exception of a couple D D two schools that I had been in contact with in high school that, uh, that kind of wanted to jump back on me. But, uh, as far as, uh, division one schools that, that were talking to me, it was, you know, obviously it was the university of Montana, uh, Southeastern Louisiana, Sanford university in, in Alabama. Um, let's see here. There was, uh, a couple schools in the Northeast that were talking that were, that had offered, um, yeah, shoot. Yeah, man, there was, there was a lot, there was a lot of schools that uh that were that were talking to me i was uh it was it was a tough decision oh abilene christian too uh abilene christian down in texas uh them along with uh southeastern louisiana and the university of montana were kind of the top three schools that uh that i ended up picking between but yeah man it was a lot of it was a lot of talking to coaches so it was all all speaking to coaches. Were you not reaching out? Uh, was anyone else reaching out to you? Or was it just coaches directly reaching out to you? Then was it? So it was it was uh, the majority of the conversations. It was coaches. It was the you know head coaches, uh, offensive coordinators, position coaches. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I was talking to you know the O line coach from from every school um, that I was you know that I was looking at. Uh, but at the same time, I would uh, I would kind of I would hop on the phone with. Uh, a couple uh, players that were currently on the team because, you know, obviously with, uh, with this COVID-19 thing, you know, I, I wasn't able to, you know, physically get on campus. And meet and everyone, kind of, speak and, to people, right? Yeah, and yeah. kind of check out, check out the campus, check out the facilities. So I kind of – I had so I knew going into it that I was going to have to make a decision – based off of relationships and kind of what I've seen through like videos and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I had talked to, uh, a lot of players from, from a variety of different schools, uh, like three or four players from the university of Montana reached out to me, uh, Cordell Pillins. He's a guard here. He was one of the first guys to reach out to me. Uh, Samuel Akem, he's a wide receiver here, preseason all American. He reached out to me. You know, just a bunch of good guys. Cam Humphrey, he's, a, he's a, uh, the quarterback here, uh, reached out to me, just talking me through kind of the whole situation. Uh, but, yeah, it, they, uh, they, they actually helped a lot because I got to see kind of what, uh, from the player's perspective, you know, instead of coaches trying to sell me on, on, on their school, I can talk to players about how, you know, how they, you know, how, how the – how the, the, the community is, you know, what are workouts like? What's how, you know, is it difficult learning the playbook? What are practices like? Just kind of, just kind of stuff like that. So getting to know them during that whole recruiting process again, was that was, was really nice. Right. Yeah. So obviously usually the coaches are trying to sell you the school as it's, as it's everything, but the players are mm-hmm. going to be a bit more direct to what, what you need. For what sure. You want yeah. to know, right. So we For talked sure. a little bit about your football so far. We'll go away from football. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you're not from around uh, the mountains. You're from New England, right? Um, I Nebraska. Like that. Nebraska. Nebraska. Smack dab in the middle of the country. 
Wow. See, this is where my uh, this is where my geography gets awful. So for anyone <laughs> listening, listening, it says uh, birthplace. Um, you've got to pronounce this for me. Bellevue, Bellevue, Nebraska. Bellevue, Nebraska. From. Okay, so when I see an N-E, I was thinking New England because I am a New England Patriots fan. <laughs> I got, okay, I got you. Yeah. I got yeah, okay. So Nebraska, okay, completely different setting uh, to, mm-hmm. to the mountains anyway. So you've come from Nebraska. You've lived there all your life then, right? Yep, yep. born and raised in Nebraska, yes, sir. So tell me a little bit about yourself outside of your football life. So sort of a bit about you. I guess, you know, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm kind of a nerd, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I like, uh, you know, I like writing. You know, I'm obsessed with, you know, just kind of, you know, getting into, you know, getting into journals and, and writing about, you know, kind of my life, my life experiences, thoughts, emotions, feelings, stuff like that. Um, I like to draw. Um, uh, lately, you know, I've been going out. Like I said earlier, I've been, I found this really cool uh valley that i've been going to i enjoy nature so being out here has been awesome you know to be able to, to experience that uh you know i'll take a, a couple books with me uh just kind of sit by the river kind of the, and, and read just kind of the stereotypical peaceful kind of situation you know uh you know i'll hop on uh ps4 play madden play nba 2k okay. stuff like okay. that uh but uh you know i'm, I'm a Man, I'm just a, I'm a really, chill, I feel like I'm a really chill guy. I kind of keep, I like to keep to myself a little bit. I'm not one of those guys that, uh, that likes to, you know, go out and, and kind of mingle with a whole lot of people. I like to keep to myself. Uh, but uh, when it comes to it, I do, I do enjoy, uh, you know, hanging out with, hanging out with friends and family. You know, I'm a, I'm a very family oriented guy. So anytime I can, you know, I can talk to, you know, my parents or my brother or my girlfriend, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's super nice, especially being so far away from them. Are they all back in Nebraska, right? Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my parents and brother are still, still back in Nebraska. My, my girlfriend, uh, Alyssa, she's actually going to be, uh, she made the decision to kind of move out here with me. So that's, that's okay. going to be really nice. She's going to be, uh, she's going to be out here, uh, in late August about when school starts here. So that's going to be really nice having her here with me, you know, kind of having that piece of home uh, come out with me here to, to a new place. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. So it seems like you are a man of nature. So how do you transfer your attitude from being very peaceful, enjoying books to being out there in the trenches and, you know, going head to head against some, let's be honest, some big guys who really <laughs> take your head off. How do you get your yeah. attitude from, such a relaxed point of state, you know, just chilling out to getting ready to sort of take someone's head off. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's the, it's the proverbial, you know, kind of flipping the switch kind of deal. You know, even though I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a, like you said, I'm a mild mannered kind of guy. Uh, but you know, I do have, you know, I do have things, you know, that I kind of want to get off my chest or, you know, football is the way to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> football has been the outlet that I can, you know, I can go out there and I can be physical with people. You know, I've always been a, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I was always kind of, I was always trying to give hugs, you know, <laughs> and just this little, this is little kindergartner trying to give hugs to people and, and uh, not really keeping my hands to myself. That's something I had to learn as I grew up, but uh, you know, I've always been, but I, I, at the same time, I've always kind of had things that have happened in my life where, 
you know, I feel like I, I felt like I needed an outlet to kind of, you know, let loose a little bit. And I feel like football allows me to kind of, you know, get out of, you know, the, I get out of my shell and, and really, you know, and hit people, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think, I think hitting people's fun, man. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, uh, you can't do that out in the supermarket. <laughs> you can't, yeah. And so, and so, uh, uh, football has, has definitely been that outlet for me. So, um, talking about that football being this outlet, how did you sort of get into football, and also how did you get into the offensive guard position? Because obviously, not many people play guard. It's sort of one of those positions that it's uh, as few select people play it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like the wide receivers where you have a huge depth. You know, it's not like running backs where you have a huge depth. It's it's yeah. very select, a very select position. So, how did you get into football, and how did you get into the offensive guard position? Yeah, so uh, you know, growing up, I started I started playing football, uh, tackle football when I was when I was seven years old. You know, I was uh, I've always been kind of a bigger kid. You know, I was shoot, I was I was ten years old and, and two hundred pounds, but uh, I, I, man, I was a big kid. Uh, but yeah, I started playing football when I was seven years old. Uh, kind of, you know, slowly fell in love with it. Uh, what really got me to uh, to really love it, start loving football. Besides the fact that it was an outlet for me to, to kind of go out there and be physical. It was, uh, my dad actually started coaching me. He was, he was my, he was my youth coach from like nine years old, all the way up to, you know, eighth grade, you know, so, you know, getting close to 13 years old. So he was, you know, he was instrumental in, in developing my love for the game. And so, uh, you know, I would – it was just fun hanging out with my dad um, at practice because, you know, he would he would be working and then I knew, you know, shoot, you know, Monday through Monday through Thursday, you know, I'd see him at, at 6 o'clock every night to, to practice football. And, it was, and that was really fun. Uh, it, was, it was just an awesome opportunity for me to kind of be with my dad and, and enjoy – you know, spending time with him. Uh, he was a, he was an offensive lineman, you know, that with the fact that I was a, I was a big kid, you know. So, so it runs a, in the blood then, right? It, it runs in the blood. Yeah. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, being as big as, uh, as big of a kid as I was, mm-hmm. you know, there was this, there was a weight limit to, uh, in youth football, there was a weight limit to, uh, people that could, uh, that could run the ball or carry the ball or catch the ball, whatever it was. And I was, uh, I was exceeding that weight limit quite, quite a bit and quite often. So <laughs> I never, I never got the chance to really, to really, uh, test my running back skills, if you know what I mean. But, um, uh, you know, uh, so always been an offensive lineman. You know, my dad, he was an offensive lineman. He was, uh, he was, uh, on the state championship, uh, Creighton prep, uh, Creighton prep high school powerhouse, uh, here in, the, uh, back in Nebraska. Uh, he was a starting left tackle for, shoot, I think it was for three years. He was a starting catcher, first baseman on the baseball team. He was just a all, all around good athlete. He was, you know, he kind of took me, took me under his wing, obviously, and started showing me different tricks, how to be a good offensive lineman. You know, he knew that, that I was a, that I could be physical, even though off the field, I was kind of a, a mild manner, kind of calm kind of guy, but uh, he knew how to tap in to, uh, 
to that more aggressive side of me. So um, he was, you know, I keep talking about my dad. He's super important, but uh, he's, uh, he's definitely the one that really showed me the, the tips and tricks of, of being an offensive lineman. So it all comes from the father, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, obviously I can't leave my mom out. Uh, <laughs> mom, mom was actually a really good, uh, really good athlete in, in, uh, in high school and college too. She was the, NAIA uh, player of the year or senior year. She was a pitcher at a, at a, at a college in, you know, in Nebraska, but, uh, you know, uh, without her, you know, me and my dad would probably be, uh, <laughs> probably be going out of our minds. Uh, she, she does a lot of the, a lot of the behind the scenes kind of stuff for, you know, for, for the entire family, you know, she'll be, you know, she'll drive us. She used to drive us to practice all the time. She, Oh, they never. She never missed a game. Uh, for me, or my little brother, uh, little brother being a uh, used to be a football player, uh, more of a was more of a baseball, tennis kind of guy. Oh, okay. But um, but yeah, I've I've been I've been blessed with 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 parents that have truly shown how much they you know they love me and my me and my brother you know just from just from action. You know, it's 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 one thing to say I love you and then never do anything with you. you no, know, they they said they hugged and kissed us. You know, said I love you, and then they drove us. You know, they you know they would drive me to you know sixteen hours away to go to a football camp for for the love of God. You know, so yeah. man, I, yeah, I've just been uh, I've been I've been pretty blessed. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, you played offensive guard. Your dad's taught you the in and outs. You know your family have helped you get there. You played in you played in high school, um, mm-hmm. and you didn't get recruited into any team going into the going into college, right? Yeah. So you know, coming out of coming out of high school, you know, I was a I was a all you know a super state all state whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh, guard in high school. You know, I was I was rated as the top offensive lineman in the state. You know, my, my senior year of high school. But, uh, you know, I had probably every, every D2 offer in the book that you could have wanted, Right. you know, going from, you know, starting, starting out with like Northwest Missouri state, who's been, you know, a perennial power, uh, in, in division two football, you know, Lindenwood had, had, had spoken to me, um, who, who has turned out to be a really good football program. Those two actually were, uh, were the two schools that had contacted me once I got into the portal and I was considering for a little bit, but, um, you know, never, never really caught much attention from, from the, the division, you know, division one schools, even like F, FCS schools, even, you know, division one double a never really got their attention just because I think it was more of a height issue. You know, I'm like, I'm like six, two on a good day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I think, from my personal opinion, I think that there's a lot of college football programs out there that that put too much stock into measurables. You know, how long are your arms? You know, that's I mean, that's whatever. You know, how tall are you? Whatever. You know, I feel like if you can play football, you can play football. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was that was the kind of situation that I that I was in uh, my senior year of high school. You know, I got all those D2 offers knew I could knew I could go uh somewhere that you know just 
it was nothing against the D2 schools at all. You know, I had a great relationship with them. It was just the fact that, you know, I knew I could play, play with the, with the quote unquote big boys. You know, I knew I could be a competitor at the highest level of college football. And that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I got the opportunity to, to, to be a preferred walk-on at the university of Nebraska. And so, you know, I took it and I, you know, I took a, I took a chance on myself and I bet on myself. Um, and, you know, if things happened there that, you know, it's whatever, you know, I'm not going to kind of get into that, but I just felt like it was better for me to better for my, for, you know, mental health, you know, opportunities, standpoints, you know, I felt like it was better for me to kind of move on after, after those first two years uh, of being at Nebraska, you know, I think, I think I proved to myself that I could really, I could really play at the highest level. You know, that was, that was the biggest thing that I got out of that experience. You know, uh, you know, I was surrounded with a bunch of really good guys. You know, a lot of those guys are, are still some of my, some of my best friends, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was just, I just didn't like the situation that I was in and, and, uh, I decided to move on, but, um, but now I'm here. So, you know, everything, uh, everything turned out all right. So you wanted to prove yourself as a big player. You didn't want to take the D2 offers. You felt that you could play D1. Mm-hmm. Now you're here Absolutely. in D1 with the University of Montana. There we are. We got, <laughs> it, we got it right that time. Yeah, um, there you go. So, yeah, you was also talking about how teams focus too much on the, uh, the height, you know, your reach, which um, I understand. I, I 100% agree on. You think about, uh, for example, Drew Brees, quarterback in the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. everyone goes off at him for his height, but he's one of the best out there playing. They always say the smaller man wins, uh, the lowest man wins, sorry. So yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, if you're if you're if you're smaller, you can get you you can get yourself in there, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't. It's funny you bring up Drew Brees because I'm actually a New Orleans Saints fan. Oh, you are. So I'm I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I you know, like I said, I think a lot of people put too much too much stock into into the measurable aspect of of, of everything. You know, whether it be the the recruiting or if it be like the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, what 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 difference does it make if a dude is is an inch and a half taller? If the dude that's an inch and a half shorter is a better football player, there's one you know? thing you can't measure is is heart and determ- Damn right. determination. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you have that, I like I like the way you pursued this. You so you've went out and you said that I can be somewhere better. You've walked on you walked onto Nebraska. You're now at Montana. You know, obviously you spent your time in Nebraska two years. Okay. Yep. So you've been out there, you've been training, you've been learning. What if you could say there's something you've learned from Nebraska? One thing, maybe it could be about uh, football, life, or anything. One thing you've learned from being at Nebraska that you're going to take to Montana. What would it be? Yeah, I mean, oof, man, I think you know what I think. During those two years, while I was at Nebraska, it was. It was it was all about perseverance. You know, it was all about trying to get. It was, it was all about trying to get better than I than I was the day before. You know, I knew. You know, you know, being a walk on. You know, I think. You know, it's 
it's it, the stereotype, you know, obviously uh, being a walk-on is, is harder than the, being a scholarship guy. You know what I mean? I mean, you're going in there, you're going in there, you're not getting your school paid for, you're not getting, you know, housing paid for, whatever, you know, you're, you're getting, you're, you're, you're working for food. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely harder than, than, uh, than scholarship, than the scholarship experience, man. Um, and I think that the biggest thing that I got from the university of Nebraska, you know, besides, besides the great friends that I made there, you know, I still talk to them today, uh, is just, is just the fact that, you know, I think, I think my mental health got was, was, was strengthened during those two years. You know, I knew, I knew I was, you know, every day I went down to practice, you know, I knew that I was going to have to fight harder than, than really anyone else because, you know, because of the position I was in, because of the, of the walk on position that I was in, you know, obviously, um, you know, I think, I think people want to see, you know, okay, we, we invested money in this kid, you know, let's, let's, let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can develop into, you know, and, and that's just, and that's really not the case for, for walk-ons, man, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, so during those two years, it was definitely a matter of, okay, you know, you're going to get emotionally, physically kind of beaten up for, for as long as, for as long as you're a walk-on and, um, what are you going to do about it? So, I mean, I've, you know, I'm not a guy that that's, that's a quitter. Um, I'm a guy that's going to, like I said, it was, a, it was all, it was, it was all about perseverance. You know, I'm not going to quit, you know, for, for things that I can control. And that, and that's kind of like, that can kind of epitomize kind of my experience at Nebraska. So, Obviously, being a walk-on that you said is is way different than being a scholarship. You've got to you've got to really earn that position. It's not given to you, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, we all hear these sort of miracle stories about you know the walk-ons. They have the, you know, they they started from nothing. They've got a position on the squad. You know, mm-hmm. everyone everyone goes crazy on the videos. I mean, is is that how is that how it is, or is it a bit less exciting than that? What what is your sort of when you was a walk-on? What was your sort of like day in day out routines you know were you sort of were you were you working working your ass off every single day or was it was it a bit different how how was it compared to the scholarship players you, you know what i think you know there are there are definitely there are definitely walk on guys that that you can't really differentiate from scholarship guys and and there's there's walk ons that are definitely better than scholarship guys you know mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's one of the things that I learned, you know, just because you're a scholarship guy, doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're the, you're the best at the position. You know, there could be a walk on right behind you. That's, that's, that's kind of nipping at your heels, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I think, you know, like famous walk-ons, you know, Baker Mayfield, JJ Watt, you know, shoot Baker Mayfield walked on at, at two different schools. You know, he walked on at Texas tech and and played really well started wasn't put on scholarship so he said hey i'm gonna transfer transferred to oklahoma got in the right situation and won the heisman trophy mm-hmm. you know and it's i think it's there are definitely walk-ons out there and there's walk-ons back in nebraska right now 
that I think, you know, again, you know, I, I feel like I'm not trying to, to, to kind of bash on Nebraska here because I, I really valued my time, my time there. And I really valued the, the, the coaches and teammates that I, that I had relationships with. I'm really not trying to bash Nebraska here, but I feel like, you know, from just from a, an umbrella, you know, kind of point of view of it, uh, it's all about getting yourself in the right situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think walk-ons that are better suited for a different situation could have a lot more success. It's just the fact that they're in a, that they're, in, that they're in a different situation that doesn't suit them, you know, kind of impacts the way that, you know, the, the way that, you know, their, their playing time could be affected, you know, for, you know, for example, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, like like the Baker Mayfields, the JJ Watts, all those walk-on stories that that everyone hears about. You know, they they you know they bet on themselves and they find themselves in the right position. And now look and where they, they are. And now look where they are. Exactly. You know, both of them are first-round picks. You know, JJ Watts, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. You know, uh, I'm also a big uh, uh, Jason Kelsey fan. He was a walk-on at okay. at the University of Cincinnati. He's now he's a arguably the best center in the NFL, you know? So, like, it's, it's just about finding yourself in the right situation. So, we're now in Montana, okay? Yep. We've left Nebraska behind. We're in Montana now. Talk to me a little bit about um, what, what you're excited for coming up in the, your time with Montana. You know, the season ahead, you've got a big season ahead. If everything is okay, we said coronavirus uh-huh. is a big issue at the moment, but if everything uh-huh. goes goes ahead and you are playing you know tell me some things you're looking forward to doing um obviously i don't believe there's any fans in the stadium have you got any news on that or is that still a thin line for you guys yeah man uh i know as of right now yeah we haven't heard a whole lot about about anything um it sounds like the ncaa is going to be voting sometime here soon about what they what they want to do I think the different conferences are going to vote here pretty soon about what they want to do in terms of whether they want to do like a conference only schedule, whatever it may be. Everything's kind of changing day to day. So uh, I think, I think pretty much every college football player in the country is just kind of waiting to see. Is on edge to see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah, absolutely. You are, I'm, I'm, if the season does get canceled, that's going to take a big effect, a, a toll on everyone who's trying to play, everyone who's trying to get to the NFL because you've just lost a whole year of, yeah. of playtime. You've got to think there's people coming into their senior years as well who mm-hmm. should be going into the NFL or looking to go to the NFL and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they've lost a year. How do you think that's going to affect the NCAA? Do you think they're going to allow seniors to have an extra year or do you think they're just going to sort of take the risk and throw them straight into the NFL? Yeah, you know what? Based on uh, based on the, the, action, the actions of the NCAA when it came to uh, the cancellation of of the, of the winter and spring sports, you know, how, you know, March madness was canceled, mm-hmm. you know, baseball, whatever, you know, everything else was canceled, uh, based on the NCAA's reaction with that, you know, given they gave another year of, of, of eligibility to, to, to all those athletes, you know? And, uh, and so I think, I think if the season's canceled, you know, that would be a huge bummer. Um, at the FCS level, you know, obviously there's there's guys that that aren't on a full scholarship, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and it's just a matter of 
you know, how much money are, are they going to have to spend, you know, to, to, to keep playing, you know, and is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like we got, we got, but God, our, our team is so, is looking so good right now. Like we have, we have multiple, you know, preseason all American candidates here. You know, I think, you know, our, you know, Samori Toure and, and Samuel Akam of our, our, I think of two, to the, the two best receivers in, in the country uh, right now uh, at, you know, at the FCS level, you know, take that however you may take it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, our, our running back led the, led, led FCS and, and, and touchdown scored last year. We got a, a quarterback in Cam who, you know, who had a lot of good experience last year and, and has been looking awesome. You know, our, our, you know, our defense is looking really good. Our old line is really coming together. You know, I think, I think we have, if, the, if we have a season, and I hope we have a season, you know, I think we have a, we have a really good shot to, to make a really good run, run here. And so I'm kind of holding out hope for, for that opportunity. 100%. You obviously you want to go there. You want to show who you are. You want to show you a bit it is. Um, Absolutely. Tell me, in five years' time, where do you see yourself being? Do you see yourself in the NFL? Do you see yourself competing still in football in some sort of semi-professional? Uh, or do you, do you see yourself out of football? What, what is your path looking for you? you know, I, I absolutely think that if, you know, if I keep on the track that I'm going, you know, you know, I think, I think it's, it's ridiculous for football players at any level to play without, you know, without the end goal of trying to get into the NFL, you know, yeah. you know, I've, you know, obviously you have to take into consideration, you know, your own personal matters, but I think, you know, NFL's the NFL is the ultimate goal for any football player. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's 100% one of my goals. You know, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to try my ass off to, 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 you know, make a name for myself here first, because that's first and foremost. I gotta, I gotta show what I can do on the field here. You know, I haven't played, I haven't played in a game yet. You know, story's so not over, do, right? Yeah, story's not. Yeah, story, story's barely written. Exactly. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta write the beginning first before, uh, before we can really start talking about, you know, going to the NFL, whatever it may be. But mm. that's 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 a hundred percent the end goal in in, in five years. And would it also be playing for the Saints? <laughs> you know what? I think uh, I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the uh, the political answer and say uh, I'll I'll gladly play for any team that wants me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like. Still that. got a long way to go, though. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, by by the time you if you get into the NFL, Drew Brees might not even be there. He might not be behind the quarterback that's, anyway. That's true. You know what? I'm a big fan of Taysom Hill, though. Oh, so I'm good. I like him too. I like him too. <laughs> Um, mate, if you have any advice for anyone who's looking to play in the NCAA, follow what you've done or uh, play the guard position, what would it be? Just any sort of advice for someone who could be in a similar position to you? Yeah, man, you know what? I think, you know, I've already talked to, to, to some people already kind of about my story. And it's all about, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's all about trusting in what you can do and betting on yourself. It's not about, the words and opinions of, of anyone else, you know, you know, they don't know, they don't know what you got. They don't know what, what beats in your chest. You know, they don't know, 
what you're what you're playing for, what you're fighting for, what you, what you what, what you're what you're scraping for. You know, they don't they don't know. It's it's all about what you know you can do and and how far you want to push yourself to be the best that you can be and and that's not that's kind of a an overlapping thing into life too. You know, it's not just about football. You know, like if you want to if you want to go do something, go do it. Try it. You know, don't don't sit back and listen to listen to to aunt and uncle one and one and two or or friend one and two or whatever about or coach one and two even you know about what you can do what they think you can do is different than what you may be able to do and you know so i think perseverance is is the is the is of the utmost importance in, in anything you do and i think i think if if you persevere through a lot of the situations that you find yourself in, I think you're going to come out on top. So I think that's uh, that's that's some of the advice that I would give uh, to someone who who's kind of been following in my in my kind of you know proverbial footsteps, mm-hmm. trying to trying to do the things that I've that I've tried to do. I like you know? it. So I so, like yeah. it. It's a great answer. Like AJ, like you said, mate, the story has not even started. Right, you've got a long way, a huge journey. It's it's not even. You know, this is just a small chapter in your footballing career. Obviously, you want to get to the big leagues. You want to get there to the NFL. and You want to be earning that. Let's be honest. You want to be earning that big money as well, right? (laughs) That's it. That's it. it. We like it. Um, But AJ, I really enjoyed your story and what you've got. But before we finish, okay, I have seven quick fire questions for you. So these aren't anything too deep. Luckily, you did say you played... (laughs) Madden and 2K because I had a Madden and 2K question in there. Um, For sure. Yeah. So these are just quick fire questions, you know, just off the ball. I'll I'll ask you it, and I just want you to tell me it straight off your head. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, if there's one NFL player you can beat in a blocking drill, who would it be? Ooh, ooh, you know what? Go big, go home. Aaron Donald. Let's Aaron go. Donald, one of the best in the league, right? <laughs> you know it. Madden or 2K, which which you prefer? Uh, depends on the day, but Madden. XFL or the AFL? <laughs> oh, man, I was a big fan of the XFL, so I'm going to go with the XFL. NCAA games or the NFL games? Oh, NCAA, for sure. NCAA 14, absolutely. <laughs> Which NFL player would you smoke in a 40-yard dash? Oof. Shoot. Ah. Tom Brady? <sighs> Yeah, let's go Tom Brady. I think I can get him. <laughs> Number six, mate. Pizza or chicken wings? Chicken wings. Chicken wings, quick. Number seven, McDonald's or KFC? Ooh. You know, I'm a burger guy, so I'm going to go with McDonald's. I got you on that one, didn't I? I almost had you on that <laughs> one. You know where to go. <laughs> uh, that's all the questions, mate. I really appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed you having, on, uh, having yeah. you on the pod. Uh, your story is amazing. I really hope for the best of you, for the best of you at the University of Montana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really for hope sure. the best. I hope the season goes ahead as well, and you can actually get some playing time, and you can show everyone what you're about. Thank you. I no appreciate worries, that. Man. Thank you very much. Alrighty. A big thank you for AJ for joining me today. I really enjoyed the interview. I hope you did too. Like I said, if you do enjoy the interview, the podcast. 
please go and tell a friend. It helps a lot. And follow me on Instagram. I said it at the start. I'll say it again. At across the underscore pond. It really helps. It really helps. Um, AJ, an amazing guest. Go follow him. I'll leave his at on um, my Instagram as well. So you can go follow him, follow his journey and hopefully see him in the big leagues very, very soon. But thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.